like the rest of you, we're trying to make sense of this crazy thing that we call life. I'm RJ. I'm Khalil. I'm Chasmin. And welcome to Try Not to Overthink It. Every day we find ourselves discussing many different topics, ranging from trending news to the state of our society as a whole. You name it, we've probably talked about it. After many heated debates, we decided to expand and share our conversations with you and give them to you from both a therapist and a social worker's point of view. If this is your first time here, we'd like to thank you for checking this out, and we hope that you'll stay and become part of the conversation. So today we are going to talk about something that um, is very prevalent in today's society. We're going to talk about the dangers, the dangers, excuse me, of the internet as well as social media. Um, for a lot of us, um, social media has become a platform for a lot of us to wear a mask. Um, doesn't necessarily mean that you're not being yourself. But a lot of times we come across as the best versions of ourselves um, for the whole world to see. And the problem with that is the fact that for a lot of the people who are viewing us through the lens of their, their computer screen, television screen, phone screen, they don't understand the things that may be going on behind the scenes. They don't understand the things that go into creating those moments that people put on the internet. And so it can sometimes create a dissonance of what's real, what's not real. So I thought it was very important for us to talk about that today and also the, the dangers of what comes along with being on the internet and living a very public life through the internet. So who wants to start us off? Well, you know, everyone <laughs> has a cell phone. Everyone has digital uh, capabilities at their fingertips. And I think modern society has lost touch with the intimacy aspect of living just a normal life. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. I think like now we have to be very uh, aware and cognizant of what's going on, you know, just around us, not just on social media. So I think the danger of it is not just us having access to it. However, it's the, you know, the thought or, you know, the reason for having it. Um, and it has psychological impact on us as well. So I think that is, you know, essential to know how to use it, know how not to abuse it, um, and knowing the manners to uh, use it as well. Right. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I think that for a lot of us, you know, the internet, social media, whatever you want to call it, um, is like anything else. Too much of it can be a bad thing. Mm -hmm. um, like for some of us, you, you see where some people are completely addicted to, you know, some form of, you know, some form of the internet, rather that be TikTok, rather that be Instagram, rather that be Facebook, um, scrolling on YouTube. Um, you see people form these addictions to things, even like where you have some people where they form addictions to porn, right. you know, through <laughs> watching it on, watching it on their phone or watching it on their tablet or watching it on their on 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 their on their on their laptop. I mean it just becomes a thing where you, you spend more time like the first thing that a lot of people do nowadays when they first wake up is check their phone. They check their phone to see what alerts they got. Did someone like their picture? Did someone reshare their, you know, their their Facebook post? Did someone retweet um something they tweeted? Um how many how many they how many people how many followers they have? Like I've I've seen some people go back and forth online in regards to they equate their worth in the world based off the number of followers they have. I've got this million followers and you've only got a thousand followers. Um, Cause you see that all the time with like the YouTube influencers where they're going back and forth over who has more, who has more subs. And it's just like, 
but does that make you a better person though? You know, like what quality, what quality of life do you bring to society as a whole for you to be spouting off? Oh, I have this many, I have this many subs. Like that's like, that's the end all be all is I have this many subs, but what have you done for society as a whole? And, you know, with us being so glued to our phones or to our, to our electronics, most of us don't leave the house without them. I mean, for me, I'm not really that way. Um, I have to make a concerted effort to not forget my phone at the house because there have been times where I've been at work all day and realize I left my phone at the house. Now, I'm not talking about like a half an hour, hour. I'm talking about like five, six, seven hours. Day's almost over. And I'm like, crap, where's my phone at? Oh, I left it at the house on the charger because it's just not that important to me. But you start to see that where even young kids, they can't even read yet, can't even write yet, can't even count, but they know how to operate a phone. They know how to go through apps. They know how to scroll and look for certain things. But we're doing this, you know, because we've talked about this in other episodes about doing things in, in the sequential order um, where they know how to do those things before they know how to do the, the, the introductory things like being able to read and write and being able to articulate thoughts and feelings, but you know how to use a phone, you know how to get on the internet, you know how to get on social media. Well, those things are actually taking care of children right now, right? Mm -hmm. Exactly. You know, that's the babysitter. Uh, I think I told uh, RJ about my um, holiday experience with one of my in-laws' families. Uh, She had a little son, and um, basically she was like, I can't go nowhere without that tablet because he needs to have this tablet or he's going to go crazy. Um, meaning like, well, he, there's a lot of humans in this room that can interact with that child. So how is he going to go crazy? We have a lot of stuff to do here. Uh, you know, there's at least 20 people in the house, right? Mm-hmm. Other kids too. He needed the tablet. Basically, that was his babysitter. That was his coping skill. That was uh, that's his uh, self-soothing technique. So as a clinician, when I'm seeing this, I'm sitting back like there's something wrong here because that child needs to be able to interact socially. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think we as a people, as a culture in America are falling into that. Um, when you go to other countries, you go to Europe, people are walking, talking. They're going out to, um, to, to coffee. They're doing those type of things. Sure, they have Zoom meetings and, and Microsoft team meetings. They, I'm pretty sure they do in bigger corporations, but the people are still going outside. They're getting here. They're able to walk and talk with people. Um, that's what our society is going to actually start going away from if we get stuck with this electronic communication and also building your self-worth with social media. Um, the comparison, the comparisons, we've talked about that before, all three of us on the show, uh, when, it's, when we did the self-worth episode, uh, that starts to affect people mentally. Yep. People didn't like my post. Uh, people aren't subscribing. Why is your self-worth built on something in social media? Because we talk about this. Most people who are influencers, right, they're putting on a persona for you, meaning they're playing a role. This isn't really them. They're doing this for ratings. They're doing this for subscriptions. They want people to subscribe, right? And I get it. We want people to subscribe to our show. 
But one thing is you get me real. This is me all day, every day. I'm not going to put on a show for you because I'm talking about real life things. This is real. Um, mm -hmm. The things that we're talking about and we're discussing, we're actually want, we want people to improve their mental health, right? I'm not going to sit there making up uh, mental health uh, memes or anything like that. If you want to talk about something, I'm willing to do that. I want people to interact with us. We want people to start to understand how to better their mental health. Uh, we're reaching out to all peoples, peoples. Uh, and, and, and my thing is like when people have a gimmick out there to pull people in, there's a problem with that because they're not being their true authentic selves. Mm -hmm. Are you being authentic? You know, not even, not even just that. I think that for a lot of, a lot of, you know, a lot of people when they, when they look at what the internet was supposed to be used for, you know, like the internet, social media was, was not intended for what it has become as right. with a lot of things. Like my dad says it best. Everyone has a good plan until you incorporate the human element into it. You know, so when you start incorporating, you know, people's individual thoughts, indiv individual feelings, individual wants, individual motivations, that things kind of go awry. So when you look at what the Internet was intended to be used for, the Internet was intended to be able to share and to connect, you know, share across vast swaths of the world, be able to connect with people that you don't connect with on a regular everyday basis, not, you know, TikTok challenges and things of that nature because there are right. some of these challenges where people have legitimately lost their lives doing. Uh, when COVID, you know, when COVID first came out, you had people linking up for COVID parties, you know, through Instagram and TikTok. Um, you had people doing challenges like licking toilets, right? And you know, you know, just all types of things, or even the the challenge where people were licking the ice cream and putting the top back on and really? putting it back in the freezer. At the, and I, at the I saw table. that. Ridiculous. These are things that people were seeing online because it was funny and because it was cute. Um, and it's not funny. It's not cute. Or, or the one where the guy was dressing up as a Middle Eastern man and walking up to random strangers right. and throwing backpacks at them. And then the people were just like, they panic. And then they, you know, I'm just like, I'm looking at it. And I'm like, these people are running over themselves trying to get away from this backpack because this is something he thinks is funny, but it's not funny. It's racist, one. And then two, mm. You you can potentially cause someone to lose their life because I mean most you know, when a person's scared they're not really thinking so some of these people would run out in the traffic trying to get away from this backpack because they assume that it's a bomb. And some and people so, might shoot you exactly, and, and and that has happened where people were doing a challenge they walked upon the wrong person. I, I think it was like a killer clown challenge or something I was watching online, and they walked upon the wrong person. My man pulled out that strap and went to busting on him. And so, you know, it's situations like that where it's just like the Internet and social media can be used for good, but it also can be used for wickedness. It can be used for means to do things like interact with people you shouldn't be interacting with. Because you, you remember that show, To Catch a Predator. Right. Yeah. Oh, with, just thinking with, about with, that. with Chris Hansen, where he was catching, catching, you know, adult men who were communicating and messaging with people that they thought were underage. And it wasn't like, oh, man, it's a surprise that this person is 13, 14 years old. You knew they were 13, 14 years old. Right. And that intrigued you. But because it's the Internet and there's there's a um, mask, a, a, a mask or, or a, a, a veil of anonymity, you right. think that's OK. And so not even to even take it a step further, you have people like the whole catfish situation. Oh, yeah, I was going to say that. There's whole a whole TV show, show after whole TV yeah. show with people out here portraying to be somebody they're not in order right. to 
you know, finesse people out of things and finesse people out of their time and their energy and their money and their effort. I mean, it just goes on and on and on for the, like I said, in regards to the wickedness that social media can create. And for us as, as adults, you know, because I had to have this conversation with my sister. Um, she, she and uh, my niece got a, a cell phone for Christmas. And so my niece gets a cell phone for Christmas. I set the cell phone up. You know, I told my sister, yeah, you're going to need to watch her. Um, because again, it, it becomes a situation where you're more, you're, you're paying more attention to your phone and then you're not paying attention to things you're supposed to be paying attention to. Right. And I mean, it doesn't just happen to children. It happens to adults too. Cause my brother, my younger brother, he had, he had that problem. You know, my dad, you know, because we were all on the same family thing, my dad could see who was on the phone and what time they were on the phone, who they were messaging and what they were messaging. So he's seeing my brother being, when he getting the, when he getting the phone bill, he's seeing my brother be on the phone at two, three o'clock in the morning, but then you fall asleep in class. Right. So, you know, who are you talking to at two, three o'clock in the morning? But then you don't have but then right. you don't have the same energy He's bunned up. Class. He's bunned up. That's pillow talking at the time. Them pillow talking. So, talk so I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. Like like at some point in time, you gotta say, Hey, I gotta go to sleep. Like you gotta prioritize things. I gotta go to sleep. If this person is really for you, they're gonna understand that there's things that are gonna take precedence over being on the phone at two or three o'clock in the morning. Right. And the funniest thing is the mental health aspect, right? I think people are forgetting about that. The longer we're on the screen from that white light that's hitting you, you're actually uh, keeping your, your um, mind brain stimulated. Okay. Your, your brain cannot decompress and relax, and it's hard to get sleep. Um, it's recommended that at least the hour before you even try to lie down that you remove yourself from electronic devices. Uh, this isn't something I'm making up. Google it because everybody like to Google. Google's the new doctor, right? That's your WebMD is Google and, and your new doctor. If that's your primary care physician, you can Google this. Uh, but most people, you can ask any physician, they're going to tell you if you're having trouble sleeping, remove yourself from electronic devices at least an hour before you're about to lay down. So if you're going to lay down at 10 or 11, 9 o'clock, uh, 10 o'clock, you need to put the phone down. You're going to yeah, have to release it. Because the, the brightness from the phone uh simulates like sunlight and yes. us being us being us being humans we tend to be up during the day and sleep at night so as long as there's sunlight out your body your circadian it throws your circadian, circadian rhythm, rhythm off yeah. so you like, Khalil's absolutely right you definitely or get like the blue screen the, yeah the blue screen tinting because like I have that on my glasses um where you know I don't really be on my phone like that super late anyway but you know just to make sure I don't like I don't engage without with an electronic device without my glasses on um, because it's bad for your eyes. Right. It's just one of those things where, like, like you said, you have to take a break, have to take a break because it gets to a point to where you lose the ability to socialize with other people around you. And mm -hmm. and for I have a client now where that is that that is one of her major issues is the fact that she doesn't know how to socialize with other people. Mm -hmm. Like her socialization is me. And I have to explain to her, like, hey, we got to get out of the house. We got to go, you know, get away from the phone, get off the line, get offline, you know, go out and talk to a flesh and blood human being. Right. right. You know, like I an escape. I, yeah. It's for some escape. people, it is. And a distraction from interaction. So people with anxiety use them all the time. Like I've seen somebody walking around, you know, trying to just look down at their phone and, and you're like, why are they doing that? He was like, well, ma'am, I have social anxiety. It was like, that's a mask. Like. Nobody would probably ask you that unless you just walked around and was like, 
Hey, wonder why that person's on their phone. I have a cousin too. We were in um probably over Christmas break and just looking at the phone, like we just trying to have conversations, just looking down, like constantly. So the mental aspect too, I think like a lot of people use it as a distractor um from what's going on within the environment too. And you know, I guess it eases anxiety for some people, but not all. Well, well that's the reverse uh for them in the long run, because uh, we know exposure therapy works. Um, mm-hmm. you, if you do have some anxiety and maybe the phone does help you, it's a distraction, it calms you down, it's a security aspect, well then you're probably not gonna engage people in conversation if you have social anxiety because you're gonna keep using this phone as a, a, as a tool, as a crutch. I need you to be able to talk to someone if you have social anxiety. It's practicing in small levels, even if it's at the grocery store. But if you're looking down at the phone while the teller's ringing you up, all right, and you're not even paying attention to them, and now we got self-checkout, you never have to talk to anybody if you don't want to. It's creating a world that are going to create socially inept individuals, all right, because there's no reason for them to communicate. You can order all your food in. Uh, through through DoorDash, you can order your food through Walmart uh, uh, pickup. All right, you don't have to meet people. You can do your you can do your um uh, uh your teletherapy. You can do telemedicine. You can, you know you can see your doctor. You can go do whatever your pharmacy these days. You pick up is at the window. They'll drop it in the window and you go. You don't even have to say hi or bye. Or you can uh, have a ship to your house. Have your med ship to your house. Um, this type of stuff that uh, we're having is going to create a society where people are going to have social anxiety. Agoraphobia is going to uh, increase. People ain't going to want to leave their houses because everywhere has got COVID, everywhere got the flu, everywhere got germs, everywhere got shooters. That's what the media tells us. And so that false narrative that they're sowing into people creates more mental health conditions. That's my issue. Yeah, I mean, I, I wholeheartedly agree with that. I think that um, it's like, it's, it becomes one of those things where you have to kind of weigh the pros and the cons, you know, because like, we've talked about this in previous episodes in regards to what you let inside of yourself. Um, if all you let inside of yourself is a negative, that's all you'll, that's what you'll start, you know, because what you allow into you is what you'll start to manifest in your life. Um, so like with things like the news, things like, you know, social media, things like the things that you see on the internet, because what people have to understand since, sensationalized stories are what sell. Mm-hmm. Nobody wants to hear about a lady that, you know, breeds fluffy kittens. People want to hear about someone punching somebody in the face or someone right. shooting somebody or somebody robbing somebody. Like that's that's what sells. Um so because sensationalized stories sell, because nobody cares about the truth and the lies more entertaining, um it's very imperative that we kind of take a you know dial it back. Like occasionally I'll partake of the news. You know, I'll look on Yahoo to see, you know, what's trending in the world today, what's going on, you know, but in regards to sitting down and I got to watch the news at this time and watch the news at that time, what do I need to see? You know, like as a therapist, I get a first hand, I get a first front row seat. Into how bad things are for us as human beings. I get a front row seat every single day. I don't need to watch the news for the, for the television to tell me that as well. But at the same time, like I said, when that is what you're being inundated with all the time, you start to you start to go into yourself. Your walls go up and you are just completely going into your bubble. And so, like you said, it creates this pattern of social awkwardness 
where you can't even engage with a person face to face. You can't even just walk up to a stranger and have a conversation with them because, you know, normally I would shoot a, 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 a quick, clever line in somebody's DM. And that's how that's how I'm shooting my shot with somebody. Right. I think you're cute. You're cute. I'm gonna put some heart eye emojis underneath your picture. That's how, you know, I'm interested in you. Like right. that's what we're that's the, that's the type of culture we're developing rather than, you know, us as, you know, as human beings going out and courting each other, us going out and interacting with each other, finding out what your likes are, what my likes are. Instead, what I'm going to do is I'm going to shoot you a DM, then I'm going to fly you out. You know, like th those are things that we are doing instead of, again, using the Internet for what it's supposed to be used for. Now, again, like I said, there are good there are good parts and there are bad parts about it. You know, as with anything, like for me, I like I like sweets, but I know that I can't eat too many sweets because I probably will develop diabetes. But in small doses, sweets are fine. But in, if I do too much, I take it too far left. I'm probably going to start losing some limbs to, to, to the diabetes. Right. So it's very imperative that we're using things in moderation. I'm not saying don't enjoy the laughs, the jokes um, that are on the internet or on social media because yeah, we all like to have a good time and laugh. You know, I'm not a super serious person all the time, but when we're doing things like the, the, the death challenge on TikTok where people were, did you hear so-and-so died? I'm like, there's certain things you just don't play about. Right. You know, people dying. That's not, that's not something you play about. And that was a thing for like a, like a, about a month or so ago where people were going around walking up on people and, and asking, did you hear that a famous person died? And it wasn't like, when when they when when they would ask the person, hey, did you hear like because I think I saw one where they were talking about Justin Bieber, you know, hey, did you hear that Justin Bieber died? And and the person's like, oh my God, no, what happened? Oh, he died of a drug overdose. It wasn't like you know like something something like with a person that passed away from something peace, peaceful, like oh he died in his sleep, you know, or something like that. No, it was something. Oh, he immediately jumped to he dropped he died from a drug overdose. Right. Like and, and or he or this person died in a plane crash or a car accident or somebody shot him. Like it was just getting ridiculous. And because because that was what was popular on the Internet, the entertainment aspect of it, Yeah, the entertainment aspect of it, or even where, you know, for me, like where, you know, we had talked about the, the young lady that lost her job. that was a therapist. Um, we, when we were talking about emotional vocabulary, you know, in that moment when she was putting that online, do, do I think that she do I think that she thought that was going to go anywhere? No. Yeah, but what people good. have to understand is the Internet is undefeated. It is a heavyweight champion of the world, and it just keeps taking names. And it took her name because she put that up there, you know, and was saying stuff that was out of pocket and disrespectful and disparaging and degrading. And somebody, I guess, shared that with her employer. And next thing you know, she was in, an, in the she unemployment no line. Right. She, she got a pink slip. Yep, she got, got a pink, a pink slip. slip. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't think that I thought, I think that for her, she thought she was being clever. She thought she was being cute. You know, and didn't realize that, again, the Internet, once you put it on the Internet, it's, uh, it's out there. There is no taking it down. No matter where you go and delete it from, it's still there. And, you know, you create a digital footprint every time you put something online. And any time that someone, I, as long as I know what your first and last name is, I can do a Google search on you. And your name will pull right. up with all these different images and different things of that nature. And people don't understand, like, when it comes to professions. A lot of jobs will look at your, your social media profile. Exactly. Well, they it still surprises see. me that people act like uh, employers don't do that. Um, you know, I, I do uh, uh, employment background checks. You know, once I send your stuff out for a background check, 
All right. If you're going to work with me immediately, I'm already starting to see what is this? What does this person have on social media? I was just talking to Jasmine today. I said, man, I get my, my Facebook, I'm going to have to start blocking folks. It'd be an all-day blocking affair. I was like, I'm, I'm going to block the whole universe at that time because certain people I don't want. I don't even want. Yeah, I, know some people, I don't even want to admit I know some of these folks. But the problem is, why would you post something uh, online knowing that, hey, this shows you in a negative light, but maybe to your friends, they might find it funny. You know, posting pictures of, of money and drugs, guns, marijuana, any of those things. Are you out at the party, you know what I'm saying, getting extra tipsy and, and posting those things online, knowing that you're a whole professional, right? Um, I, I know you, everybody's seen that meme where people be like, yeah, I, I, I don't even um, uh, friend, re I don't allow my uh, coworkers to uh, friend request me or I'm always telling them no because I'm a whole gangster outside of work. Well, you definitely don't need to be posting anything that you're exactly. doing that's illegal. Exactly. Well, well, not even just that, <laughs> but if, 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 you have to, if you have to be a whole separate person inside of work than you are outside of work, you're living, you're, you're living a Yeah, that's, that's very concerning to me. Yeah. You know, because at the end of the day, either you're being a fraud in work or you're being a fraud out work, out of work. The two. So, right. so I mean, it just become it's too much effort in, in living at that point where I'm trying to fake and be somebody that I'm not. And so, you know, for my, my rule of thumb, when it comes to posting anything online or doing anything for the internet, would I want my mother to post Bible verses? Well, not even not even just that, but I look at it like this right here. Um, how, 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 I was looking at it from the standpoint of how would I how would I feel if my mom if my mother saw this? Right. Like right. would I would I be okay with my mother seeing this? If I'm not okay with my mother seeing this, and guess what? I'm not posting it. I'm not gonna be certain places because what a lot of people don't understand is it may not necessarily be you, but it may be the people around you that get you in trouble. It's because yes. There, there have been there have been times where I've seen where people have gotten in trouble because they were hanging out someplace. They didn't know what it, where where they were at. They just knew that they were there with somebody else, and it turned out that to that turned out that that event or that place they were at was someplace they shouldn't have been. So I remember I was reading an article where um, this uh, service member he ended up getting put out of the military because he was at a rally. He was at a rally. Now he didn't know it was a rally. He was going with someone else. And pictures were taken and come and those pictures got out. And was so an anti-government rally or something where they it were was, protesting I, the government. I think it was either an anti-government rally or it was like a like a like a like one of those racist rallies, racist type rallies. Right. And so he didn't know that that's what it was. And granted, he was in plain clothes. He was in civilian clothes. So but again, those pictures got out. Tough questions got asked. <laughs> And so then it's like, well, if you don't if you don't share those views, why were you at that? Why are you at that event? <laughs> I mean, what you know? And, yeah, and that, 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 that time, like, that, what? I just got an invitation. I'm sorry, was I, I really did. Invitation. Somebody <laughs> invited me. And so it's it, it's situations like that where, again, you know, because as the adage says, you are the company that you keep. So if you're friends yeah. with this person, and this person felt comfortable enough to bring you to this event. Clearly, there's something there. And so this 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 guy argued that, hey, that's not how I that's not how I view things. That's not how that's not what I believe. But again, you were in that place at that time in order for that picture to be taken. Really? So because yeah, you were in your interest. Yep. Yeah, so because you were they, you know, because you were in that place at that time for that picture to be taken, for it to be on the Internet, 
Now, you know, it, it's out there now. You can't take that back. Well, that's how conspiracy works. How do you think a lot of these people get these big RICO charges and stuff like that? They've seen you in and pictures it, running around. Say what? And you've seen all the Atlanta rappers. Music. Come on now. Exactly. Thug, young thug, gunner. Like, I was like, really? Like, y'all actually was in a game. Right. I mean, I, that's, I mean, especially with young brothers sometimes, yeah, you will be affiliated. There's a lot of people who are affiliated. But the problem is, if I got you on camera, there's multiple photographs of you with these people, and they probably sell narcotics. Guess what? Conspiracy. Yeah, depending on what they've done, if you're there at that time, especially some bodies start popping up, why wouldn't they bring you to trial? I, I just, you, you really have to put those two and two together, man. And, and if that's the life you live, I don't have a problem because you're doing whatever you do. But at the same time, in order to keep yourself out of these situations, like RJ said, you probably shouldn't be at these events with these people. Well, I mean, a, a lot of people don't think that they're ever going to go someplace. Cause I mean, you think of like, like with the Cowboys owner, Jerry Jones, you right, know, that right. picture, that picture that came out of him when he was, like, but I think he's maybe been, might have been like 15, 16 years old. That man's almost a hundred years old now. That was that was <laughs> most, that was he. I, I think he's in his eighties. Yeah, so he's, he's almost a hundred years old. That was multiple lifetimes ago. Right. When you when you think of how old we are right now, that was multiple lifetimes ago. So something that he did multiple lifetimes ago was being brought and dropped in his lap right now. He's almost a hundred years old. So that's where, like I said before. You know, it's it's very, it, you know, I'm not saying that people can't change, people can't grow, people can't evolve, people can't become better versions of themselves. Not saying that at all. But a lot of times what happens is your past will get brought back to you through social media and the Internet. And people don't right. really realize that. And so for me, I, you know, like and me and my sister, we laugh about this all the time because like when we were teenagers, we wanted to be on the real world. You know, like we used to watch it every week. Not anymore. <laughs> you know, and I, I used to want to be on the real world. I'm like, man, I can't wait till I get old enough. I'm going to be 18. I'm going to be doing this. I'm going to be doing that. I'm going to be wild. I'm going to be going to parties all the time. I'm going to be getting drunk. I'm going to be doing all these different things. And then as I got older and I started realizing, like, my name means something. Right. Who My last name means something. It don't just represent me. It represents everybody else that's in my family. So the last thing I'd want to do is disrespect my name by going out here and doing something foolish. Yeah, and your brand. Yeah, and your brand. Uh, Chasman always talks about that. It's a brand. Yeah. Like once you start getting incorporated, you have your own license. This is a brand that you're protecting. You can't do any and everything. You can't and do you, it. And you can't be any and everywhere. I mean that that's the thing. Like you know, even now as an as a as an adult, there are certain there are certain people I will not have around me. There are certain things I will not have around me. There are certain places I will not go. If you going, I ain't going. Because I know, um, I, I know, I know. Again, certain things, certain things are going to come up. People, people like to pull out their phones because we all live in an age where everyone has a camera, a camera on the back of their phone. And I mean, again, there's been good and bad that has come from using the camera phones. You know, right. crimes that would have otherwise gone unsolved because someone pulled out their phone and was recording. Justice was served. Right. We've seen that in the last four or five years. Justice was served because somebody pulled out their phone and was recording. But then there have been other times where people were recording things like, you know, like where we had had a client where got hit by a car. And instead of people going and rendering aid, they're over there recording it on Facebook Live. Mm -hmm. Like it's stuff like that that bothers me, because, again, right. you completely throw away the humanistic aspect of this event 
And instead of putting your phone down or getting on the phone to call 911 or going over there to, to render aid to possibly save this person, it was more important for you to be the first one to record it on Facebook Live. Right. Well, like my first experience with that, and it really touching home is um, we had a mutual client and she was uh, probably had been up for, for, for weeks on drugs and she's mentally ill and she was walking through the streets um, talking to herself. Uh, RJ knows who I'm talking about. And um, Jasmine, you might have heard us mention her before. Uh, and uh, I'm not going to say any names so she can remain anonymous. But somebody had recorded her mm-hmm. and she almost got hit by a car. She was walking literally like in circles, screaming and yelling at the top of her lungs. We know she needed help. But at that time, the people who were recording her, they made a meme from this. Mm-hmm. Um, and it made it look like this was funny, but this is someone who's severely mentally ill. They're on drugs. Um, and, and, and she was walking through traffic, probably was about to get hit, uh, and, and barely made it across the street. This was in, a inappropriately dressed for the weather, inappropriately right. dressed, not really wearing any clothing. And this was a whole 30 second video of seeing this person. And then they took the video and made it into a meme. Uh, yep. at, at that time, I was. That's when it really started to hit me. Like, how come nobody's offering this person help? Or Obviously, like, she's really ill, or we, calling the police, or trying to get someone to get her somewhere where there's help. Like, we had I another think- client that that they did that very same thing to, where it became like a where's uh, where is Waldo type thing, where you know when you see her, you know she's always dressed inappropriately. Not like from when I say inappropriately, I'm not saying like from a sexual standpoint, but from a standpoint of just throwing anything on. Right. And so people she's become famous around town. And so people will literally post pictures of themselves with her on Facebook and tag their location. And it's become like a where's Waldo type thing. And I'm like, you recognize that she's not well. You can physically look at her and tell that she's not well based off the way that she's dressed. And then right. when she's talking to you, you can tell that she's not mentally well. And instead of instead of pointing her in the right direction, calling for assistance, you guys instead pull out your phone and say cheese and post it on Facebook and tag your location to turn it into some sort of, you know, com- deaf comedy jam. And it's it's mm-hmm. it's to me again, like. I, I, you know, like that, that really bothered me because like the way I always look at it from the stand, it, you know, as a provider is how would I feel if this was my family? If you, your family. If, if, if this was my, if this was my mom, because for most of us, if you don't really know, most of us probably have someone in our family who is mentally ill, right. you know, because mental illness is not something that we blanketly talk about as casually as we talk about, um, the you know the styles of clothes that we like to wear or the color of our hair or things of that nature normally we you know it's been something that's like a family secret and so for me you can't always physically look at someone to tell that they're mentally unstable or mentally unwell um it's not until you start to have a conversation with the person a protracted conversation you start to see that the dots don't connect in the conversation but for me, I was, you know, my mom's always taught me that treat people the way you want to be treated. So I leave with respect because I command it in return. So when I when when I see that and the fact that people think it's it's appropriate, comical. you know, appropriate right. and comical to be posting about it, to making jokes about it, this is a human being. And instead of getting her some help, you know, finding out, hey, did you eat today? You know, where right. are you staying? Where are you staying at? You know, because for a lot of, you know, as as we as we've seen in a lot of cities across the across the world, homelessness has become a, a, 
uh, 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 epidemic. Huge crisis. Yeah. Yeah. Huge crisis. Oh, in California, they just showed that man. He got caught on camera mm-hmm. hosing that lady down. Hose, you know, hosing that, that homeless lady down. Yes. Look, you, you got caught. And People it, are and it's, and it's, and it's cold outside. It's cold outside. Crazy. And you're spraying, you're spraying this homeless lady down. Like, and, 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 and the thing about it, though, is like you could tell by the way he was doing it. That wasn't the first time he's done that. Right. He yes. felt comfortable enough in broad daylight to be spraying her with that water hose. So that tells me he, he wasn't looking to the right or to the left to see if anybody recorded him. He just well, he didn't care. Because, again, that's not the first time he's done that. That's how he deals with people he feels are, is undesirable. And mm-hmm. so for me, I'm glad the person caught it on tape. But also at the same time, like my thing is the person's recording it. Where did you go over there to intervene on her behalf, or did you just right? Did you want, have a want to be the first? Yeah, like did you go over there to lend her a helping hand, or did you just want to record it just for the sake of recording it? Mm-hmm. But you know, too, RJ. Now I think everybody's so caught up in the laughter aspect and monetizing because I hear so many mm-hmm. of the young kids. My daughter has a classmate that's got like 10k or 100k followers on TikTok. And Facebook, he's a young male, probably like 15, 14. And they told him, like, hey, you can't get this money until you turn 18. But he's almost rich. Right. Mm-hmm. So I think people are looking not for laughs. They're looking for the monetary aspect. But I think now it's like we can't always give everybody power and, you know, um, access, as you always talk about, to mm-hmm. just our space. The locations we're at, like, even um, we got to talk about, like you said, being places that, you know, you're not supposed to be at, going into the workplace and, you know, having a brand and building a brand of legacy and not just putting out this garbage, you know, and doing things that's not conducive to, you know, what we're actually trying to build now. And the biggest thing, privacy is power, like. Right. The older you get, the more mature you get. You'll understand that, like showing your relationships, you know, like showing who you're with, and all these other different things. Like far as the protective aspect, as a clinician, people crazy. Like and, we got to think about it. And everybody doesn't need to be in your business. Exactly. Every every everything isn't for everybody, and I, that's where I think that for a lot of us, that's the wickedness of of the internet. Like we want to share every facet of ourselves. What I had for lunch today. You know, this this is who I'm dating today. But the thing about it, though, is the same way that you're you're posting that online. You're giving people a front row seat to every facet of your life to the point to where 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 they have access to you. They have access to you and your kids. Because I remember um, what like I was on Yahoo and I was I was reading one of the articles and they were talking about how Kim Kardashian was mortified that somebody was contacting her child on on one of the games and was like like talking to them about about her her adult movie that she made almost 20 years ago with Ray J yeah you know and and it's just like you know like in that moment you know I understood where she came from as a parent but mm-hmm. also at the same time you created that content and when you create content like that again it's on the internet so the internet it's it, at some point in time either it was your kid was going to come across that. And these are things that, you know, long-term people have to understand because I remember, what's that girl's name? Lawrence Fishburne's daughter made an adult yeah. tape that she was going to yeah. be able to get on based off of, you know, Kim Kardashian having gotten on off of her tape and not understanding that your name means something. It means excellence. It means 
you know, movie after movie after movie that are classics that your father has starred in for you to make light of your name by using your real name to make adult, to make, to make adult films. Right. Because that's what you felt was going to shortcut you to the top of fame and notoriety. But how many porn stars are actually crossed over into the mainstream movies, right? There's such a few, few and far in between. Right, but it, that's another thing, too. We got to think about the OnlyFans. And I joke with RJ and say it's fans only because so many of these people in these streets are actually using it to, like, they were create income. Yeah. Exactly. So I was watching this, like, the guy go up to people and ask them, you know, what they do for a living by the car that they drive. Most of them were only fans, uh, creators. Oh. So it was interesting. It was like no entrepreneurs, no therapists, no doctors. These were internet sensations. Well, look, think about it. All right. The internet right now is the most popular thing going on. Social media is the most popular thing going on. A lot of people have OnlyFans accounts, right? And they're making money. When uh, mm -hmm. There was a, a little article about that, that it's a new wave of online uh, income, a new wave of stream of income. This is better than, than, than being a, um, a, 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 a seller on Amazon. You know what I mean? And people like, this is a new hustle. You can sell on Amazon. You can sell on eBay. No, no, the new hustle is only, only fans. Uh, and so that thing right there has jumped off to the point, well, how did it jump off like that? Because a lot of people stay watching porn and other things like that on their computers. The, the percentages are, are, are ridiculous. And it's not just men. You think about little pervy men like Pee Wee Herman back in the day. <laughs> no, no, it's not like that. It's men, it's women, it's every kids. They're doing these things. So a lot of kids mm -hmm. don't realize it. You sending these nudes to your friends. Oh, that's uh, I'm going to send a new picture to my home girl. I'm going to send a new picture to this dude I'm dating. Man, everything goes to the internet now. Man, well, and in the yeah. cloud too. The cloud, man, in the it's cloud. in the cloud, and and that's what people that's what people don't understand. Like, you know, to the point it was getting so out of pocket to the point to where people where they had to start creating you know laws like the revenge porn law, right? Where you're releasing intimate videos or intimate you know intimate pictures of your former partner. How did they get those pictures? And how did they get those pictures and and those, and those videos? Because baby, people, you better not put this stuff out them. there like that. We're, we're sending this them. Stuff out there. And, yeah. and so, well, let's not even let's not even create that content in the first place. Exactly. Because because you can't you can't put it out there if you didn't create it. Put that camcorder right. down. Put that phone down. Did yeah. You bring that into the bedroom. Leave that and, 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 and and that's what I'm saying. Like we we have to be more cognizant of what, like you said, what our brand is. Who are we? Who are we telling the world that we are? You know, do I want to? Do I want to tell the world that I'm down for what everybody else is doing, or do I want to tell the world that that my name that my name has worth, my name has value? And I right. think that if we we kind of look at it from that standpoint, you'll kind of see that people will kind of autocorrect. You won't see a lot of this craziness online. You know, even for me, like when I was, you know, as I as I got older, I started realizing I had to stop surrounding myself with certain things. Because I mean, for me, I'm not gonna lie. I'm, I'm, you know, I, I am not gonna tell you a lie. Weekly, I used to be on World Star. You know, they used to have, they used well, to have, everything. they used to have the World Star fight comps. And man, I used to be on there weekly, every Friday. I think it was every Friday it used to come out. I'd be on there every Friday looking for it. And then I had a real, I, I had a revelation one day. I'm like, why am I so entertained by people fighting each other like that? And the right. fact that someone, instead of breaking it up, because it wasn't like they hit each other a couple times and then that was it. 
You're no. you're hitting you're beating someone until the point to where they're asleep. Like I remember one dude got he got beat so bad he was snoring. You know, and I was so amused by that, but I'm like that that man could have lost his life. Because a lot of times in those fights, it's not like it's regulated by somebody's, you know, okay, this person's not fighting anymore, let's stop this. You know, it goes too far sometimes. And even when when the PlayStation 5 and the Xbox One first came out, people were in the Walmart fighting over a game over a game console. And people are recording it instead of breaking it up. Right. Instead of breaking it up, we're, we're recording it and watching and egging it on. But that's what we do for the internet. And so, like I said before, the internet, that's not what it was used for. It's for us to be able to talk to grandma over, over WhatsApp, who may right. live in a whole other country. Because I know, like, right. you know, the psychiatrist I work with, Dr. Yedla, she communicates with her family members through WhatsApp. I had another, mm-hmm. I had a client's mom who, Me too. that's how she contacts her family in, in, in another country is through WhatsApp. She had lost the WhatsApp, didn't know how to use, didn't know how to use her phone, didn't know where the app was. And so I'm sitting there and I'm going through her phone while we're sitting there together. And I found the app, put it back on the main screen so she'd be able to find it. Like, that's what the Internet is for, for us to be able right. to share ideas and connect and stay connected with people that we don't get a chance to, to interact with on an everyday basis. But we've turned it into this thing where we want to be funny at, at other people's expense. We want to have a good time at other people's expense. We want to share every facet of our lives, everything and for everybody. Access to you is a privilege. It ain't a right. And to me, you know, like with I like for me, I like there are times where I'll take whole breaks from social media. I will not post for like six months at a time. I won't be on that bad boy at all. People are like, oh, you don't post nothing because I have a life. Yeah, I have other things that I'm doing. Yeah, I'm I, talking I'm to moving, people in I'm person. Moving, I'm moving real different around me. <laughs> <laughs> real different. Well, I mean, the thing is, like, I, I see people in person at my job. I have to talk to people about their problems in person. I have to sit down with people and and, and help people heal uh, in person. And so, yeah, I, I don't mind doing some teletherapy once in a while. I'm good with it. I don't mind mind doing that. But sometimes there's nothing better but to have someone uh, who actually is uh, sitting face to face with you. And you're seeing their body language, their expressions, uh, and you're able to see what is really going on with them at that time. Um, and, and you're not wearing a mask and you're being authentic. Uh, and I think that's the best time where you can be there for someone is face to face. And as clinicians, too, I think it's overwhelming and draining to go on social media and see all the troubles. And like you said, RJ, seeing all the negative things going on, because typically people are not posting good things. Like last week in our area, like it was a shooting and it was like 200 shell cases. And a lot of people got killed, like younger uh, Mm -hmm. people. So, like, I just like try to detach as much as possible, like from seeing all that stuff, because it does weigh heavy on you. You know, seeing and then hearing it in session and talking to people about their issues. So yeah, definitely um, detaching from all that that different stuff and and visualizing it and seeing it. I don't want to have vicarious trauma from yeah social media. That's what we get. That's what we get. I mean, a lot of people went through that um, seeing you know um, you know multiple deaths, especially African Americans. Um, the George Floyd wasn't the first. There was a lot of people with, mm-hmm. uh, of our um, culture that we had to see die mm-hmm. on, on social media. Um, that was traumatic. 
there's vicarious trauma through that. Um, and, and people forget that when it comes to mental health and how rough that was because, hey, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't me, but it's someone who looks like me. Yeah. It could have been me. Uh, and, and that's enough stress right there. Um, I, I, I want to mention a lot of people talk so much stuff about the city of Sodom and Gomorrah. Uh, and I was going to bring up Ezekiel 1649 uh, because it, it really hits me because people don't care about other people. And so it says, now this was the sin of your sister Sodom. She and her daughters were arrogant, overfed and unconcerned. They did not help the poor and the needy. That's the real sin of Sodom and Gomorrah. Everybody only wants to put the sexual sin out there. That's the real sin is they don't care about anybody else. They didn't take care of the widows. They didn't take care of the poor, the needy. They weren't looking after other people. Um, and, and that's the type of society where we're getting to right now. And it hurts me because, you know, we're so busy trying to get social media likes that we'll post people getting beat up. They had a lady in the sub uh, um, on the uh, Metro bus. They're whooping her tail. And these, these young folks, they were pretty young, about four of them. This is nothing but a few weeks ago. And they were posting that like it's cool. And, and I'm sitting there like that could be somebody's mother, father. That could have been my mom. You know what I'm saying? And it's kind of like there was no mercy. There was a lot of people on that train and all they were doing, I mean, on that bus, all they was doing is recording and taking a step back. And I'm like, wow. I mean, what are we right now? What type of animal are, are we? Because we're not being human beings. It's kind of funny. When you look at that, everybody wants to be called this and that and want to have status on their names. But what are you really living up to if you're going to sit there and record someone being beaten? I mean, what type of person are you? Yeah, I mean, and, and that's the crux of the issue is I feel like the Internet and, you know, just the extension of it has made it has has started to dehumanize us. We've mm -hmm. lost the, We've lost the things that have made us human. The ability to communicate effectively with one another, right? You know, the ability to empathize and put up, put ourselves in the place of somebody else. We've lost that facet because I don't have to anymore. Because again, it's it everything is through a computer screen, a phone screen, a, a tablet screen. It's never face to face anymore. Right. But like, go ahead. But I think too, like far as the younger generation, we've lost touch with teaching them the appropriate uh, response as far as like being respectful, the etiquette, you know, mm -hmm. far as like going into certain environments, being in the workplace, um, having important conversations. Like you should not go to a job interview and not know how to talk to somebody. Right. You shouldn't. You shouldn't go to church and be dressed like a hoodlum. There is appropriate times and places, and I think social media has done that just by letting people see these uh, unrealistic things that people are doing and unrealistic expectations. Mm -hmm. I know when we were growing up, the only place you could see some wild stuff on was TV, and mm -hmm. you had a certain period of time, like oh, after wow. 9 or 10 o'clock, <laughs> that Showtime showed, HBO showed, uncut. But you weren't supposed to be up. Like, RJ, you said your dad was looking at the phone bill. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, like, now it's like, hey, I just got this phone in my hand. I can go pull up the porn anytime I want to. Right. I can go, you know, see what this person doing. He dressed like a hoodlum today at church. Let me go over here and see what he doing. So, it's just like, dang, like, have we really lost touch of having home training? Like, that's just the initial aspect of it. Like, where's your manners? 
Right. Well, I mean, because like I said, we're detached. We, we've become detached. I was having this conversation with one of my coworkers one day. And I had to tell because it was three of us. It was me um, and two of my female coworkers. And one of my female coworkers, she had, she had left. And I told her when she got back, I said, don't you ever leave me here with that lady no more by myself. <laughs> because she was, she was telling me that, you know, her, we were talking about relationships and we were talking about the importance of communication. How most, 99.9% of relationships are destroyed and obliterated by a lack of communication. communication. Yeah. And so, you know, she was just explaining about how her first marriage and then now her second marriage is being ruined by pornography. You know, where her husband would prefer to watch porn than be intimate with her. And when we're talking about this, I'm just like, What's in my wrong? mind, I'm like, I'm like, our, our, our friendship has gone to a whole different level if you feel comfortable right. sharing this with me. And I'm just, <laughs> and I'm just, and, and like I had to explain to her, the studies have shown that what ends up happening as a man when you are watching porn is you become desensitized because you don't, yes. you, you don't really see women that look like the porn actresses, you know, because they are actresses, you know, just like the male, the male performers are actors. Um, you don't really see females look like that in real life. You don't, you don't see, you don't see females that look like that in real life. So if that is what you are being stimulated by all the time. Right. When you, when you go to talk to a regular woman, it just don't do it for you no more. It's and not giving so, you the feels. It's not giving you the, it's not giving you the tingles or the goosebumps. Look, the messed up part about it is that they, they forget these people are acting. They got wigs on, boob job, butt job. They got all sorts of makeup on. They're changed. They're changing the camera angles. Uh, this isn't real either. It's, and it's, it's not exactly. real. It's entertaining. It's not real. And you, you'd be surprised. Like I, I'm always entertained whenever I watch the interviews where people are interviewing the, 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 the performers. And they're mm-hmm. sitting down and explaining like, hey, we were shooting all day for that 20 minute scene. We shoot. We shot all day. <laughs> Two hours, all day. hours. That 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 thir- that and 15 you, or 20 minute shoot. That was all that was all day. We had to take a break. We had to go back. We had to make it look perfect. We had to, we were shooting all day long. Like and so for us as the consumer, we don't like I said in the very beginning, we don't understand everything. We just see this. The end result. We don't see everything that went into that end result. And so as I explained to her, that's something that you and your husband will have to sit down and have a conversation about, you know, because again, if you you feel if you feel so strongly about him and his proclivity to watch whatever he likes to watch in his free time, then you need to have a conversation with him as your as his wife. That's something that you guys. Hey, maybe you guys might want to watch it together. You know, you know, try, you know, do whatever you need to do, but you know, like in my mind, because because in my mind, I'm just like, this is really weird me out that she's talking to me about this. Yeah, Um, how did you feel? How did you? Yeah, right. How did you get that conversation? What was it like? How that So, so we were just we were just talking about just in general about just communication because I mean, even like with because I can text somebody, most of us don't really have conversation with people anymore. Yeah, and so if I can text you, if I can email you, if I can Teams message you, if I can Skype you, if I can send something indirect, a lot of people would do that because I don't want to I don't want to hear your mouth anyway. And so the thing about it, though, is like I always try to explain to especially younger people, anything that I have that's important to say to somebody, I'm never going to put in in black and white. Why? Because scientific fact that two people can read the same passage and interpret it two different ways. 
Yeah, so, and I'm reading it in your voice. I'm reading it yep. in your tone or whatever tone that you had during the last conversation. Exactly. And, and so something as simple as you accidentally uh, having the cap lock on could make the make the, yeah, the all caps. different way. You know, so for me, if it's something that's going to be more than a sentence long, I'm about to walk and we about to have a face to face conversation. Hey, look, if I see all caps, there's I'm an issue. Like, I ain't even reading it. Like at this right. point, look, look, now nah, it's going to stay on the if, 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 it, if, it's, if it's longer than a paragraph, I, I'm telling you now, anybody listen to this, if you send me something that's longer than a paragraph, I'm going to read it for grammatical errors first before I read it for content. And then I may send it back to you to tell you to fix this. <laughs> It's you didn't send me a long, drawn out. This a long, drawn out sentence is like this long. You sent me a whole Harry Potter novel in a text message. Anybody got time for that? Mm-hmm. Um, but like that's how that conversation came about because we were just talking about communication as a whole. And she was like, "Yeah, you know," she was agreeing with what I was saying. And then she was talking about how her first marriage ended, and then how her current marriage was pretty much going the same way because this is, you know, she works all the time, and then because she's at work all the time, you know. Things Maybe are going this, this way. From something. And yeah. so like I like I had to tell her, you need to have a conversation. That's just what it is. It boils down to having a conversation. And for a lot of us, because again, it's just easier to be on some sort of electronic device. Conversations are a thing of the past. Interactions are a thing of the past. Uh, cherishing people, you know, because I, I hate, I, I like it, but I also hate it at the same time when we rest in peace when somebody passed away. Why did we not give them that same energy and that same celebration when they were still alive to receive it? Right. Right. Appreciate it. But then when they pass away, then we're so super sad and we want to say rest in peace. We're wearing t shirts. We'll we'll wear t shirts. Oh, the last conversation. Pictures. But but, but my thing is this right here when they were alive to receive that, we didn't cherish them because, again, it's inconvenient for me to go to spend time with somebody. I got to spend time with somebody. And so because I got to spend time with somebody, I gotta, I gotta, you know, possibly miss out on doing something else. So those are things that I feel like for a lot of us, we don't really think about in regards to things. And, and so for me, I'm a person that if I care about you and I love you, I want you to know that every single day. I'm right. telling you that every time I see you, every time I, every time I'm around you, I'm telling you that because I never want, cause tomorrow's not promised to anybody. We're not promised that we're going to see, you know, a hundred years, 60 years, 30 years. I mean, today I could be, today I could be here tomorrow. I could be gone. That's just how things work. And so you always want to appreciate and value people, you know, when they're here in front of you versus when they're gone. And now you're thinking about them. Yes. Hey, side note, whose house phone went off? Baby, I ain't know nobody. Jasmine, you got a house phone? No, I don't have no house phone over here. I'm just messing with you. Hey, look, we, we're bringing it. We're bringing it to a close. Look, we don't even look. We notice. Look, I don't be on social media because we using house phones right now. We don't even get, look. That's how we live. It's it's some stalkers <laughs> and, and creepos on social media, baby. When people calling you through Facebook, that's annoying. You don't right. even know them. Like, baby, we don't. We have never met. So you about to get blocked. Block well, look, game strong. I mean, you if I only stop, know you through social media, there's a problem. Season pictures. Hey, look, if I only know you through social media, there's a problem to me. That's true. You ain't got my regular phone. You can't text me. I probably don't know you. Somebody sent me a request. I will. I will look to see how we know each other. If I don't if I don't remember you, I'm just going to I'm going (laughs) to ignore. Deuces on you. I don't have no idea who you are. Because, you know, like most social media will give you suggestions based off of your mutual your mutual connections. Right. So 
if if I don't be if I don't know you, I mean, but see, this is the problem. See, that's what that's what happened. Y'all be on the phone too much. That's how Siri can listen to you. <laughs> Siri, Siri, Siri and Google. They, and, they, uh, what's they the Amazon one? Yeah. Alexa, they all know to what you're doing. <laughs> they know what y'all be doing. The y'all, you know. Forever. The well, well, see, I say off the grid. I ain't got to worry about none of that. They ain't never going to catch me. <laughs> anyway, we're bringing this to a close, man. It's, uh, the hour has, has landed. So, I mean, for me, I feel like what, what, what we should be doing is we should be spending less time on our devices and more time with each other. Um. Because that that is what is going to enrich our relationships, the face to face, the you know, because you can feel people's feelings, you can see people's feelings, you can experience their feelings um, when you're having those face to face conversations. And then also, again, you have more control over who you are allowing into your space when you're interacting with them face to face versus through the Internet. Right. I'm going to say love without contingency, such as the likes, the followers, just be somebody's uh, genuine friend. Um, and then lastly, remember, there is no statute of limitations on the Internet. Keep right. your privacy, private information, private parts to yourself. Yes. And for our mental health. All right. Um, I think uh, both my colleagues talked about it, touched on it. Um, try to help someone. Reach out and help someone. Don't just record. You know what I mean? Try to actually talk to someone, engage in a conversation and see how someone's doing. Check in on someone. All right. Yeah. Tomorrow's not promised. For sure. Um, so this is Try Not to Overthink It signing out. I'm RJ. I'm Khalil. I'm Chasmin. And we will catch you in the next episode. If you like what you heard, we ask that you stop by our YouTube channel and because we can be found on YouTube at Try Not to Overthink It. We can also be listened to at uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, Audible, pretty much everywhere that you can find an audio file, we can be listened to. Um, if you happen to stop by the channel, the YouTube channel, we ask that you like, subscribe, turn your notifications on um, because we drop content every week. And we want you to participate in the tribe and become part of the family with us. So we will catch you in the next episode. Later. Deuces.